live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. At 710 on Wisconsin's Morning News, again, you can text the WTMJ Talk and text line 855-616-1620 if you want an early look at the sketches that are due to be released later today. We've gotten a hold of them a little bit early with some new information about what the exhibit called Milwaukee Revealed will look like at the new Milwaukee Public Museum. This is the one that will most closely mirror what we're used to seeing on the streets of old Milwaukee. But it'll be a new street of old Milwaukee? Totally new. But a familiar experience. Old lady in the rocking chair? Nothing specific that I can report on that, (laughs) but I think we've been told that Granny's going to make the trip over. Same granny. So I don't know where they're going to put her, but I would imagine it'll be somewhere in here. But some really interesting sketches. It'll give you a much better idea what museum officials are planning. And I'll detail that out uh, for you coming up at 720 this morning. But if you want an early look, 855-616-1620. Text the word museum. Tax filing deadline. It's coming up on Tuesday. If you have income from foreign sources, that can make things tricky. I mean, say, for example, you're an importer. Art core valet. <laughs> Corvallet? Yeah, right. What does he do? He's an importer. Just imports? No exports? He's an importer-exporter, okay? So importer-exporter, you could be earning part of your income outside the U.S., but it doesn't mean you escape paying taxes on that. Here's ABC's Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. It's income in any language. I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. If you live and work abroad, you'd think you don't have to worry about federal income taxes. And you'd be wrong. If you're a U.S. citizen or if you're a resident alien living outside the U.S., your worldwide income is subject to U.S. income tax no matter where you live. So you're going to pay taxes in the United States. ABC News contributor Caleb Silver, editor-in-chief at Investopedia. You may not qualify for state taxes, but you do have to pay federal income tax. There are some ways around this depending on your employment status, but generally you should expect to have to pay U.S. taxes. Silver says tax returns can be more complicated in these situations, so you may want to talk to a tax prep pro in this case someone who specializes in filing returns for people who live and work abroad you'll find more information on foreign income at the irs website irs.gov or on the app irs to go with today's tax tip i'm daria albinger abc news tax tips are brought to you by the neil group for less stress with the irs visit neilgroup.net that's n-e-a-l group.net for a free consultation You know, he's an importer-exporter. Yeah. George felt that I was too adamant in my stand that art should focus on the exporting and forget about the importing. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The NBA playoffs are coming back to Milwaukee, and the Bucks are getting ready for their run at a second parade in three years. And look, to be about as healthy as possible heading into the postseason. With all those guys, you know, I think uh, practicing is one of the steps and then seeing how you feel the next day and seeing how your body responds and everything, you know, is almost as important. So, you know, it was a good day collectively. It was a good day for each of those guys. And we'll see and uh, respond to, you know, how they feel and continue to get ready for Sunday. Coach Bud there following the team's practice Thursday, which saw Chris Middleton and Grayson Allen as Full participants for the first time in quite a while. The Bucks will await the winner of tonight's play-in game between the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat to see who punches their ticket to Milwaukee, whoever that will be. That series will start on Sunday at Pfizer Forum with a tip-off 
at 4.30. Over to the Diamond, where the Cardiac crew were back at it with a game tied at three apiece in the 10th inning. Rowdy Telez came through for the Brewers. Garcia's 2-1. Hit on a line in the right field. Backing up is Azokar. Back onto the warning track. Azokar made the catch. Plenty deep enough to get the runner home. Yelich tags and scores. And Adamas over to third base on the sacrifice fly by Rowdy Telez. Josh Marr on the call here on WTMJ as Telez drove in the go-ahead run there in the top of the 10th inning. And the Brewers' bullpen holds it down for the 4-3 win on the road in San Diego. Colin Ray, who did get the spot start for the Brewers, he was the feel-good story of the game, going five and two-thirds innings while only giving up one earned run and striking out six Padres on his way to a big time start. They give us 17 outs and five and two thirds. You know, I was, it's a great performance for sure. He pitched really well, executed a whole bunch of pitches, you know, was careful around the edges and, and got a bunch of swings and misses too. So, um, couldn't, couldn't ask for anything more. I thought he was wonderful um, and, and gave us a real chance to win. Wonderful indeed, as the Brewers are back at it tonight in San Diego. Eric Lauer is slated to get the start. That first pitch is set for 840. You can tune into full coverage right here on WTMJ, your home for the Milwaukee Brewers, beginning at 805. Coming up, the new streets of old Milwaukee, citing unlimited WTMJ News Time 719. Oh, yeah. Seven twenty-three. Really excited to bring this information to you a little bit early this morning. Calling it the spiritual successor to the streets of Old Milwaukee. WTAMJ has learned some new information about one of the Milwaukee Public Museum's galleries that will be part of the new two hundred forty million dollar attraction going up north of Pfizer Forum. This is the one so many of us have been waiting for, and there is an announcement set for nine thirty this morning. But I can give you some sourced information from contacts Eric I have at the museum and their other principals have learned much of what the Milwaukee Revealed Gallery will contain. Okay. And this is the one that will most closely mirror our beloved streets of old Milwaukee. So here's one of the designers speaking to that. We took our inspiration from the streets of old Milwaukee, which is a very powerfully nostalgic exhibit for so many people. Um, We wanted to take the nostalgia and the legacy of that exhibit forward into an equally immersive experience, multi-sensory experience. So you keep hearing that word immersive, and you're going to hear that a lot. And what that means is like what we get when you go in the streets of old Milwaukee. You're in somewhere. You're mm-hmm. taken to a place, and things are all you're around You're on the street. The yeah. Streets are going each direction. Stores are up. And there will be streets, and there will be stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is Helen Divyak. She's with Think Design. That's the company working to build out the inside of the future museum. Now, remember, everybody lost their minds earlier this year when some actually old information sort of resurfaced. The museum has long said that They weren't going to just pull up current exhibits, put them on a truck, and plop them in the new building. And so that caused people to think, oh, the the streets of old Milwaukee are going away. The dinosaurs are going away. And the museum was quick to say, well, they're not going away. We're just, but we're going to do something new. And so I I think, based on what I'm looking at, this is exactly that. It's what we love about the streets of old Milwaukee, but it's new, it's contemporary, and it's a lot more... I guess, interesting. There are a lot of other aspects to it. So uh, let me get to a few of the details. It will be both contemporary and historic. So you walk around the business district, or what they're calling the downtown. They've got a pharmacy. They've got a dress shop. The dress shop, then you can go in, and it will feature items from the museum's collection. Cool. So all the different historic dresses that they've taken, they'll be able to move that in and out. So there's always something new to look at in there. 
They'll have a frozen custard shop. Now, it doesn't sound like you can buy custard there, but they go through like, okay, this is a real Milwaukee thing. Here's the frozen custard shop. Where does the dairy come from? How do they get it in here? What's the process that we make it? So they they really go through all of those different aspects of things that we're very familiar with. Um, They also will talk about beer. We want to understand why beer, why here? Why was it Milwaukee that the beer industry flourished? We're going to be encountering artifacts, historic artifacts that tell the story of the German and Polish immigrants who brought their traditions here, but also the story about a place that flourished on the nexus of riverways, of a lake, and of agricultural land that enabled the barley and the wheat, um, the fresh water, uh, and the hops to grow here to, to support a beer industry. So that, among other things, is all happening in the area that they'll call sort of downtown. Cool. Okay. Then you have a Milwaukee neighborhood. And I should mention, this is all happening around sunset as well. So based on the sketches, and if you'd like to look at them, 855-616-1620 is the WTMJ talk and text line. Text the word museum, and we've got the sketches up online. There's sort of this twilight glow. It's supposed to be like right around sunset, so the street lights are on. It's one of the things we like about streets mm-hmm. of old Milwaukee. Like It kind of feels dark and interesting. And then more peeking in the windows and all of that, and you go into this neighborhood. We turn the corner into what should feel like a, a really regular, familiar neighborhood. But what's not so regular familiar is that, again, you're getting all these reveals. You're getting all these sneak peeks. What's under the streets? What's behind the windows? What's behind the curtains? So like what's under the streets? They were saying like you'll hear a toilet flush and then they'll show you like where does the plumbing go? What's under the streets? No and you'll kidding. have a look okay. at, you know. The steam pipes and the other the things that tunnel? might be underneath. <laughs> Maybe? I don't <laughs> know. So all of these things are going to be included in the new Milwaukee Revealed Gallery. Also a candy shop like we have now, so you'll still be able to go in and buy the kids treats. They can beg Gorge for stuff. Gorge some sugar. Okay. Yes. We have the sketches and more information on Milwaukee Revealed news event later this morning. It's up online for us right now at WTMJ.com. Text the word MUSEUM to 855-616-1620, and we'll send you the link. That belongs in a museum! So do you! Wisconsin's morning news. I've been getting a few texts on this, and we've been talking about it in the newsroom. Mm-hmm. So we've got this fire in central Wisconsin. We've had at least uh, 80 like wildfires since last week in Wisconsin, believe it or not. And one of them st- having started near Fort McCoy that is only partially contained, as they say. The latest update we got was late last night, 50% contained. This is the Arcadia fire. And we kept saying on this year newscast and all over Wisconsin because it was a National Weather Service red flag warning, don't burn stuff outside. We've been talking about this all week. We've been talking about the weather and how the conditions were all week, even before they announced the red flag warning. It's been a conversation. So the red flag warning went into effect on Wednesday, again on Thursday, basically saying, hey, Cool it with the outdoor burning. The conditions are ripe for some right. kind of craziness. And here, it turns out, they haven't they haven't fully confirmed it yet, but it turns out that crews at Fort McCoy had what they told us yesterday, prescribed burn. Prescribed. And they had been doing them all week long. Here's uh, one of the Fort McCoy folks talking to the media yesterday about they it. They have a great plan. Oh, that's not it. Hold on. It's right I'm here. sure we they did, though. We are going to do a uh, really in-depth investigation on this and walk it back. But our focus right now is to ensure the safety of personnel and get this get this contained and put out. Yeah, so he says they're going to look into it once they get things taken care of. But Fair enough. 
but what we're hearing is the reason they were doing these prescribed burns was because of training. They have a big group coming in this weekend, it sounds like, at Fort McCoy. So they needed to get that area cleared out so they could have however many of these troops there to do some training work. So you did that during a red flag burn warning, which was in place for the entire state, or at least the southern half of the state. Did somebody not even just accidentally stumble on that warning, like read the paper or hear it on the news? Here's the thing. Even if you didn't see the warning, if you are doing a prescribed burn, clearly you're in the know on what happens in the world of burning large areas. You would even like put, lick your finger. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of windy today and super dry. Hmm. In the moment before you lit the match, did no <laughs> yeah. one look around and say, like, hey, guys, I don't know. Is it just me? Or is it because really you're having a hard time lighting the match because <laughs> right. it kept getting blown up. <laughs> Brewers anyway. 360 coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Bucks are gearing up for their playoff run as they await the winner of tonight's Eastern Conference playing game for the eighth seed between the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat. Winner of that game moves on to Milwaukee for a best-of-seven series beginning Sunday afternoon, tipping off at 4.30 in Milwaukee. 747 at Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Late finish for the Brewers last night as we went to just 10, right? Just 10. Just 10. So if One you stayed extra up, frame. If you stayed up, you were happy with just 10, which it was, which is how it should be. Nice and easy. So this... Uh, one of the storylines of the game is this uh, young pitcher, Colin Ray. Well, he's not that young. He's just sort of new to us, right? He's been around a little bit? Yeah, he's 32. He's been around the league. The Cubs, the the Padres, obviously Milwaukee. 32 years old. He was called. They didn't announce the starter until like a couple hours before the game. And obviously, I would <laughs> well, imagine. Were they not sure he was going to get there? I would imagine Craig Council probably knew. It's probably some gamesmanship from Milwaukee. Matt Arnold probably knew. But uh, the we story. We have no idea who's going to pitch We have no us, idea. So but know. you roll out uh, Colin Ray, five and two-thirds with with just a few hits, only one run against that roster in San Diego. The I believe it's the richest roster in Major League Baseball, Juan Soto. I mean, that incredible start for him in the bullpen was just, they were magnificent. Uh, we'll take it. Yeah. We have another late one then tonight. Is it like a 9 o'clock or something? 8.40. Yeah. 8.40 tonight, Eric better. <laughs> I'll be out at the ballpark because uh, there's the concert tonight. Waylon concert is tonight, so... I'm going to be working. Go, oh, I was going to say, are you going no, to the I'm show? No, I'm going to be working because, you know, they staff the concession stands with volunteers, and we're okay. doing some fundraising for the band. That's fun. So we'll see you out there. So Brewers, another late first pitch tonight, but 2-2 two and two on this road trip so far. I know you have to wrap up Brewers 360, but where are you at on that, that comment from that ball player in, in Philly? Well, because the guy who was a... bent, he, well, he said that he's not in favor of Major League Ball Clubs extending the beer sales. You know, they used to cut it off at the seventh. Now they're pushing into the eighth, at least because for the games some... are happening faster. Yeah, and his point was, if you're doing it for safety purposes, you should move it up to the sixth inning because that would lead, you know, give you more time to quote unquote sober up before driving. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But yeah. What else did he say? Well, he said the billionaires are just trying to get their money back since they're losing some money. Yeah. Said the millionaire. <laughs> well, I feel really bad for you too. Seven forty nine on Wisconsin's morning news. Idea man. I have to say, 
If we, I was listening to you uh, with Craig. It was really awkward calling him coach. Innovate. You, know, you, you know what I did? I like, I like, I like, it was, it was a golf shot. I chunked it. And Packers Hall of Anytime Famer. Anytime Vinny makes a mistake, I got to crush him immediately in real time, <laughs> which I don't feel great about. But, hey, we're two for two on the week already, Vince. It's time for Tausch. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. I don't know if we can call him Tausch anymore. Oh, no? What do we call him? I think we got a new name, so I don't know if oh. you know who Pat McAfee is. I know the, <laughs> those in the room probably do. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, Tausch you mean McAfee. Uh, Pat <laughs> so this is the guy who does the show. You can watch it on YouTube or whatever. Very popular. Aaron Rodgers always goes on his show. That's how most. That's Wisconsin how we get all our news. He him. happened to mention Tausch the other day. Charles Robinson oh. is now reporting, and he did this on Wad and Tosh. Yeah, yeah, Wildy and Tosh. Wildy and Tosh, which is a sports show. <laughs> yeah, it's. He, a, I don't know if it's Green Bay or if it's Milwaukee, but uh, Tosh used to play tackle for the Packers, so it's a, a Packers radio show. <laughs> there Tosh. you go. What? Tosh used to play. <laughs> Tosh. Morning, Tosh. Yeah, I, Dude, fight so, words. Let's go. Yeah, so Wildy... Always gets his name. Everybody calls him Wild. Like when we'll do, uh, if it's an ESPN hit, we do something that's worthy of getting picked up. But normally my name gets pronounced. And Sarah Spain down at when she was working at ESPN Chicago called me Touch or no Touch, like T O U C H. I I don't know how you get Touch, and I definitely. Those guys, they do the Pittsburgh, like, uh, the long, drawn-out A's. So I think, I know Ty Schmidt is a big Packer fan. I would have hoped AJ would have jumped in. I played with AJ for <laughs> Can five I get years. But, no yeah, love. I'm like, AJ, what up? I'm gonna, I, I have not sent that over to him and said, you know, what's the deal here? So I don't know if I if I should take that as a positive or negative. I didn't take it as a positive. So I guess the deducting that it would be a negative. But Jason and I always appreciate the YouTube hits that that allowed us to get with uh, the McAfee show, giving us a little plug. So you got to take the good with the bad. Tosh. I guess is what I'm saying. Tosh. 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 No, listen. I yeah. I beyond the mispronunciation, it almost felt. And it felt dissy to me. Like, yeah, there's these these guys, I don't know, they got some show somewhere, Green Bay, I don't know where they are. Like they're they're small, they're insignificant. I'm t- listen, man, if you need if you need us to have your back, if we need to do something on this, I'm ready to go to war for you, Touch. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? I, what, yeah, well, let me you hear what you got. It, but but whatever whatever you want to lead, we're right there with you. Oh, so it doesn't matter if I say that we should boycott their show. You, you'll do that. Fine. I don't necessarily do know. <laughs> yeah. Now that Rogers is not going to be a Packer, I think everybody's interest level will wane. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm always curious what how to handle that. It did feel a little dissy, but in the same respect, um, we diss them every once in a while too. So, oh, all right. So that's it for tat. Yeah. So we can. Why don't we just continue to diss them? I think that might be okay. the best way going forward. I don't know what else we can do. Those guys are an absolute behemoth. So I don't think there's a ton that we're going to be able to do to to knock them off their perch. But I will say today, and I don't know if this for you as well. We're on YouTube now too. So the best revenge is to just be super successful. So. Let's grow our YouTube. I guess that's the best way to do it.
Yeah, all our stuff is uh, video streaming. Our cam, our studios are wired with HD cameras. If you want to listen nice. to or if you want to watch the one for us, our WTMJ YouTube page, also available on our WTMJ mobile hey, app. Hey, guys, has that changed how you guys have dressed? Nope. <laughs> same old, same old. You're doing the same thing now as you would before. Of course. Yeah, uh, I, I what do you mean, changed. of course? I have... I have to completely revamp. Uh, now that we're full tilt, I not that I'm saying I, I always wear pants, but I'm going to definitely have to at least always wear pants now. Where is the camera? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, you know, Eric, I wish I knew the answer to that. I have the camera on the screen. I have a camera on the hard desk computer. And then I got one of those little cameras with like a little baby tripod. So I don't know. Uh, that's the problem we, we, we're, with the soft launch. Hey, there's no more soft launching, baby. We're going. So I don't know where that camera's going to be. I guess we'll have to tune in to find Make out. sure it's not showing the Tots. Tosh used to play tackle for the Packers. Tosh. Old Tosh. There is precedent for that. When I anchored weekends in Green Bay and, like, nobody was around during that, I would occasionally wear yeah. shorts on the desk. <laughs> yeah, I think you suit should. And tie and all that yeah, other stuff on the top, shorts on the bottom. Can happen. It's like, uh, yeah, the mullet of uh, broadcast. That's right. But, but what you don't want is then to get. Oh, you're at the chroma key for this one. You know, like oh, the weather wall. Oh, that's going to be a problem. All right, Tatch. We'll uh, talk yeah. next week. And if you need us, Eric, me, Brandon, Pancake, hey, Debbie, we, we got you. We always need you guys. We got we you. I am a black belt. Just Appreciate saying. it. Also true.